When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
What's up, folks? Imagine having that kind of talent. Wow. Christina Aguilera. Um, welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. I'm going to leave that in because I am human. And that's what humans do. They screw up how to say their own name on a podcast. What's up, you guys? I think this is Ryan Bailey. How are you? It is Friday. We have made it. We had a full week of podcasts. I don't I don't see how you guys had time for anything else, to be frank. To be to be frank with you guys, put out a lot this week. Uh five episodes. Wow, and I can feel it in my bones. Uh you know what? Some of us are not privileged to be the kind of podcaster that Carrie Bradshaw or Che Diaz is. Um I watched the and just like that season finale we have word now that they're coming back for a season dose two uh and i'm i man make all the seasons you want i love hate watching that thing so much it gives me so much joy to feel that angry and i i i can't explain it to you guys but maybe you're watching it in the same way huge news spoiler alert che diaz booked a pilot a pilot is a TV show, uh, like a test run for a TV show usually. So I used to audition for pilots all the time when I was younger. And it's like all the new ideas that Hollywood has. And they'll put it into these like pilot shows, which is kind of the the genesis of the actual ideas. So you get to meet the characters. You know, like look, look at a first episode of any show. But usually they make that. They test it. They st- you know, give it to advertisers, and then those get picked up to series or not. I love that I'm explaining this in regards to Che Diaz, but I don't know why Che would have to move to L.A. fully. Usually it only takes like two weeks to to film a pilot, um, so I feel like they got it wrong there, just like they got podcasting wrong. First off, how do you take live calls during a podcast? I would love to be able to learn how to do that. If somebody knows how to do that, please let me know because I it would really help. I would love to take I would love to talk to you live throughout the podcast. I'd be like, caller one, uh, hey Ryan, what's going on? Uh 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 long time first time. Anyways, uh <laughs> What do you think of Shannon Bedore's salmon cream cheese recipe? Oh, it's a great question, caller. Um, I would love to be able to do that. How exciting was that just right then and there? And that was just me talking to me, as I usually do. So they have live callers during the podcast. 
Um, and what else? Oh, yeah. And then the podcast all of a sudden got disbanded because Che was going to do a pilot. They only do one of these shows a week, I think. You don't have to fucking like dis. Also, I never really talk to people live in person anyways. I don't. So the Che can do the podcast from L.A. And what? Oh, me talking about like Che talking about sex for an hour is going to take their precious time away from their pilot. Come on, Che. The, the fact that you would turn your back on the podcasting audience by quitting your podcast. And then Miranda, spoiler alert, is going over there to uh, old L.A. with Che because Che, wa- che wants Miranda to come. And they don't even show Steve in the finale. Steve's somewhere in a ditch. Last episode, he's like, I'm never going to take this off. You see this ring? It's never coming off. And it's like, okay, it's never coming off. Also, I'm going to move across the country, so I will never see you with the ring anymore. This poor Steven. I would like to give Steve his own podcast. And Che's old slot, we give it to Steve. Uh, Carrie went and threw Big's ashes over in uh, Paris. And uh, she was in a big dress. Like I said, I don't super get fashion. So I read online some people are really enjoying the dress she wore. It was like a big crazy number and she looked cool in it, I guess. Uh, I just don't like I don't emotionally get there when I watch uh, outfits. Like, I, I, you know what? I emotionally tear up when I see like actors in the Batman costume. Like that's the one where I'm like. Damn, that looks cool. You know, like, I'm so excited for the Robert Pattinson new Batman movie that comes out in March. It's going to be three hours long. And everybody's like, oh, it's too long. And I'm like, yo, that's too short. How dare you? And also, I always feel when people complain this much, it's like, why are we complaining that you're going to get so much of something? Like, my God, I've always been quantity over quality. That is me in a nutshell. You get quantity over quality here, baby. It might not be good, but you're going to get a lot of it. And that is just a promise I've always made to you guys. But I, I do. I, I I get excited. That's like the only kind of dude part of me that's like straight dude where I, I love superhero costumes. <laughs> you know, like that was – so maybe if I can – we call this in acting. This is um, – you know, you, you replace something with something. So if I was to do a part where I loved fashion in my head, I would think I was thinking about superhero costumes. And then that would give me the emotion I would need to convey to the audience how hyped I am about fashion. And this feels like it's turning into an acting podcast, which is, it's not bad actually. Well, I would, you know, I have like a lot of acting friends from uh, my days as an actor. And I, by the way, still, I'm an actor willing to work in any of your projects. Please send me all scripts or just flat out cast me. I would love that. I actually did get a commercial from this podcast, uh, which was so exciting. So please more, more of those. I would love that. Um, Oh, also uh, rock, uh, which is rock is Charlotte and big dong. Harry's um, uh, uh, offspring and I did want to make a correction from last week's and just like that um, recap that it was the first one I did. So uh, this this person actually was great, wrote in to say Rock is having a they mitzvah, not a bar mitzvah. And Rock is not non-binary as in not. Bi- oh, yeah. As in not binary, not day mitz- mitzvah. So basically. So basically, I I think Rock is 
not decided on where Ruck is on the gender scale, I think. Um, also, Seema, I mistakenly said was Iranian, and Seema is Indian, so she had a Diwali, which is Hindu, and that's where Carrie wore that outfit. Uh, and I didn't know this either, but her dad in that scene was played by a really famous Indian actor. Uh, she says, I only know this because my boyfriend is also Indian and told me the more, you know, actually, I think I love little facts like that. And the, I got to tell you the rock situation. We're probably going to explore more in season two because rock didn't go, uh, go ahead with the, they mitzvah and decided not to say the Torah and all that stuff. And they had a trans rabbi there. It is so hard to keep up with this show in terms of all the moves it's making. So Charlotte went ahead and uh, said the Torah and all the things and stuff like that. So, And then the other thing, you guys, before we get into our actual show of recapping OC, amazing. I just wanted to – I just watched this, so I just wanted to talk out my feelings with you guys. Is that, you know, Samantha – who is famously not in the show, Carrie goes and, you know, throws old Mr. Big over the, the, in the scene river or whatever, just there, the ashes like, which by the way, could you imagine like going on a little boat or dinghy right when she did that and just getting covered with Mr. Big's ashes? Oh, now that's, that's the scene I would have put in. But, uh, so Carrie's in Paris and that's especially where that's supposedly where Samantha is. So Carrie's like, Hey, I'm here, I'm here throwing Big's ashes into a body of water. Do you want to, do you want to meet up for a drink? And she's like, yeah, let's do it. So they, I love that she'll never be on the show again, Kim Cattrall, but Samantha is alive and well, but just Samantha literally lives in her phone. It's like Jamal from Real Housewives of Potomac, how Karen always told Giselle that Jamal lives in, you know, Jamal only lives in your phone. That's exactly where Samantha lives. And I hope next season they even take it to an extreme. I hope we get to see a 30 minute episode of her texting with Samantha in real time, because I love that they've made her a part of the show, but it's just through texting. And like, I would love in the second season too, if we find out that Samantha is a cyborg and is just like, Samantha actually is the phone of like, beep, boop, pop, boop, 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 boop. She's like zeros and ones. I don't know. It's high concept. But also if you're listening, Sex in the City and just like that, writers, get me in there. I'm willing to spitball some ideas with you guys. I got some stuff. Also, the way that Miranda found out Che was going to LA was <laughs> they invited Miranda to this party with all Che's relatives and Che got to meet um, uh, her abuelas and abuelitas or it's the I believe that's the Spanish word for grandmother and uh, and then Che goes hey gotta be right back gotta sing a song and so goes up with a band like a full rehearsed band and sings uh, I wish they all could be California girls and then they go like hey by the way guess who booked a pilot i'm moving to la bitches and miranda's like what what it's such a surprise like it it is and even miranda says that line in there she they they she says um hey i understand you're busy but you didn't tell me and like but you still had time to fully rehearse 
a number about you going to L.A. And Che was like, hey, I'm a narcissist. What can I say? But at the same time, doesn't then. I don't know. I feel I really now I am figuring this out in real time. But I would think if Che was a narcissist, how they have written Che, Che would still be banging so many people left and right sideways and would go to L.A. and it would even intensify because Che now has the pressure of the spotlight. Che's going to TV, baby. We're Che. Instead of Seinfeld, it's Chefeld. You know, everybody loves not Raymond, Che Diaz. So Che is going to get thrown. And I hope the second season, what if we see kind of like Che struggle with celebrity? Like I'm, I don't even want, I don't want Carrie in any of these girls. Like Miranda can stay, I guess. But like just, but I want a full Che Diaz HBO series. I want it all. I want a stand-up special. I want a couple stand-up specials. I need all of it. All of it. And I need it right now because it is just some of the best stuff I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. I'm so passionate about not liking this. And have we have we heard from Sarah Ramirez, the actor that plays Che, how and I believe Sarah is non-binary as well, how they're handling this, if they're if they're enjoying it or they're not enjoying the notoriety of being Che Diaz. Also, what if this was like Batman and multiple actors will step into the Che Diaz role at some point in their lives. Kind of when I was a young actor, everybody was like, the goal was to play Hamlet. Like everybody must play Hamlet if you're a true actor. And then it became like Batman or James Bond. Like there's these like titular characters that are so uh, revered. And I think Che Diaz should be one of them of like, oh my gosh, I would love to see Meryl Streep's take on Che Diaz. Right. Like I would, I would love to see Sean Penn that goof. I would love to see Sean Penn's take on Che Diaz. I don't think Che Diaz is married to Sierra Ramirez, the actor. I believe Che Diaz belongs to the world. I love the people, by the way, that I know a lot of you guys do not like when I talk about Che Diaz. Um, so I'm just, <laughs> it tickles me to think how much you might hate this right now. Uh, okay, but it's done. It's done. I'll probably talk about it with Sophie on Monday a little bit more. But then after that, it'll be done. We'll put Che to bed. Not literally, for a while. But remember, Che Diaz shirts and a bunch of other shirts at SoBadIt'sGoodMerch.com. We do have a Euphoria shirt that I believe is already on this site or will be coming out on Sunday, which I personally uh, spearheaded this shirt. And I just... It speaks to me and probably me only, but I love it so, so much. And thank you guys for all your support there. Okay. One last thing I want to talk about before we get to Real Housewives of Orange County. We had last week off of Orange County, and they came back with a new episode last night. I can't say it was the best episode ever, but it was an episode. Nobody will ever argue that point. Also, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, we talked about it with uh, Yolanda Fister. Yesterday, who I thought was just great, and I was listening back. His Irish lilt is just so I I really I could listen to that dude read a book. Um, it, it just it was it's so comforting. I was like, I gotta put this on before bedtime because it just like it just relaxed me. His accent immediately. But realizing Salt Lake City, I was seeing the uh, people talk about the fact that uh, Meredith was being asked if she actually did go to her father's memorial or, or that, you know, it was brought up that Meredith maybe potentially made that up. And I've got to say, I don't care. Like, I mean, I don't listen. 
I don't think anybody in their right mind would make that up. And I, I don't even need to believe it or not to believe it with Meredith Marks. But I will say, and what do we know about these shows is that crazier things have happened. Um, so I don't think, uh, I don't, I think, you know, there is no question that her father's service did happen, but I will say it's not like, remember the show we're dealing with, you know, this isn't, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of like, what would like, this isn't like C-SPAN or like, you know, a, a live church proceeding. This is housewives and housewives do really insane, bizarre things. So that is the world that we're living in. So the... I saw people getting really offended online about like somebody saying, how dare you say that she might've done this? And it's like, yo, I get like, come on. It's a housewife show. This is the crap they do. We've been lied about way worse. We've had a leg detached from the person and thrown into an actual paying restaurant. We've had weird things happen. So I just don't put anything past anybody with these shows. Now, is this real life? I mean, it's supposedly real life, but remember, it's not our real lives and our real lives. That doesn't happen a lot. So I get being offended by it, but I feel like we've got so much, so much bigger fish to fry than that. Uh, the last thing is Julia Fox. Happy birthday, Julia Fox. The lady that we all know now is uh, Kanye's boo, which by the way, I, I didn't, I haven't seen them as much this last week and a half. So I was like, Ooh, is it dying out? And I told you guys that news story on Monday that Drake had actually been with Julia Fox first and had given Julia Fox two Birkin bags during the course of their relationship, which I believe was over two years ago. I didn't even know this relationship happened, but Drake, you got to hand it to Drake, man. Like he gets there first. He's like, what's the buzz? Uncut gems. I like that girl. Let's reach out to her. Like that has got to be a wild power. It's like Spider-Man. Like you can never like with great power comes great responsibility. The fact that Drake or potentially Kanye can reach out and like just you would have to date them. That's a wild power. I don't, I would never, ever want that power in a million years. That sounds awful. And it sounds, I mean, it really sounds, and by the way, that's a good question though. If you did have that power, oh, I like this. What, you guys, if you did have that power, who would you call up and say, yo, let's go on a date? If you were that famous where nobody could turn you down, and I'm not saying it means they get married to you. But they have to at least go on a date with you because of your fame and your power. Who would that person be for you guys? Who would that? I mean, like, I really everybody has to have that person. Like, if it's like your your pat, like if you're married or in a relationship, you guys, you know, you have the hall pass. But this is like, who would be the person if you're ultra famous that you would reach out to because they couldn't say no for at least a date? But also I was kind of – so I was feeling that maybe Kanye was pulling back because of that Drake news that came out because Kanye we know has famously always been in a pissing contest with Drake for some reason, which is so funny because from the outside perspective, it's like, yo, you guys are both cool and like Kanye, you got so much shit going on. Where do you find the time to have a feud? Like really? And Drake just seems like he's like, yo, I just want to like look dapper in my outfits and like – weightlift with my boys and do some poetry and stuff. It's like, you know, like I don't think Drake's ever going to be trying to invent technology or, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I think he has that 
OVO clothing line, but it's like nowhere near Yeezy. Anyways, so I thought it was dying off, but then it turns out it was Julia Fox's birthday on Wednesday. Um, and it was great. So supposedly Kanye flew down, you guys, to hang out in New York City. And I loved, I was in Julia Fox's stories, and I hate, I hate that I have to, like, I hate this. Julia Fox is probably a very nice person, but I think the way in which it has been shoved down our throats, I'm not loving it. I think the Kim thing, at least we had a very personal relationship, good or bad, with Kim Kardashian before they even hooked up. So in a sense, it was like we were used to it, and it was definitely a power move for Kim because Kanye did give Kim Kardashian acceptance. It really did. Not just with us, but also with fashion houses. I mean, Kim Kardashian is now the face of Balenciaga. And from what my female friends tell me, that is absurd seeing that the fashion house went from some like kind of what is like a Swedish or Denmark um, icon to Kim Kardashian. A lot of people were enraged of her being the face of Balenciaga. So. But 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 Kim, like, you know, Kim, Kim really was able to get something out of that relationship that has helped her in her career so much, which, by the way, Kim got eight hundred million dollars richer in the last couple of weeks because Skim's valuation went up by like one point six billion. And I believe she has like a 50 percent stake in Skim's. So this girl is close to being a multi billionaire with a B capital letter B. Imagine that. Was that Justin Timberlake in the movie The Social Network? Like, imagine billion. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You know, you ever have that thing in your head where you're like, remember that line? And then you go to access that line and it's not there. And you're like, billions. I think Justin Timberlake said, what about billions? I don't know. Anyways, he referred to a lot of money. But it shocks me. Like, and once you get like that much money, you can't help but make more of it. Like it, it feels like it's like this dam breaks and all of a sudden it's just like, wee, millions and millions of dollars are just attaching to you. And can't, like the fact that she like almost doubled her personal wealth is wild. Like she's way surpassed Kylie now. Kylie's a popper compared to Kim. So weird. And where does it end? Can you at this point ever lose a, a fortune. Will we ever see Kim Kardashian have to sell a lot of her goods just to pay her rent? We will never see that in our lifetimes. I mean, they are set. I I would, oh God, man, someday I want to know all the financials. I would, if, if heaven exists, God will be like, Ryan, what are you, I'm so happy to see you, man. You look kind of, you look not great, but like, let's get you working out on, on a regime up here. And I'll be like, yeah. And they're like, what would you like? You could do anything. I'll be like, could I see the Kardashian Jenner financials? And God will be like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I always love that about you, dude. Of course. And then we go to the hall of records or whatever heaven has. And he's busy. So he leaves me with one of his assistants I'm picturing. And then we just go through the records and this guy's super knowledgeable so I can bounce off questions and stuff. And there's probably a lot of like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. And then we find out probably that poor Chloe is bankrupt. Like it's all her wealth doesn't exist. And that good American has only sold 10 pairs of jeans in their entire run. But everybody thinks it's a sort of successful jean company because what happens is Chris inflates the numbers. They've only sold 10 physical copies of Good American Jeans. 
And I got to say, eight of those Chris Jenner did buy, and uh, two of those Tristan bought uh, to try to like impress her, like to say he supported her. But then he gave her, he gave those jeans to girls he had cheated on her with. It was dark, but I found this all out in heaven, and that would just ah, uh, that would be so cool if heaven was like that. Um, so so anyway. <laughs> I'm goofy. We're silly today, you guys. Silly Fridays is what we call this. So we see Kanye gave her and her friends like five or six Birkin bags. And I got to tell you, folks, I need like a resident girl that'll come on like a girl, like a fashion girl every month. Because I'm like, I just don't get it. Like, explain to me the Birkin bag thing. Like, is it like a man named Birkin that hand sews all these things? Why is it so damn expensive? And they look just like I, I saw a purse that like I saw the pictures of all the girls holding the Birkins up. And I swear to God, I saw something like that in uh, Ross or TJ Maxx. I'm a Maxinista. And I saw that. Like I saw a similar thing. And I'm like, what is the deal? What is the deal? As Jerry Seinfeld would say. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, and we know Crystal from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, she had that $100,000 purse that looked like a little, um, what are those things? Uh, at Christmas, the advent calendars where you'd open it up and a little piece of chocolate in there. That purse had a lot of little little windows and doors and things. It was a very interesting looking purse. So all these girls in the in the photos and videos I saw were holding up these Birkins and Kanye's all smiling and all. And I, I got to tell you guys, it just seemed like the fakest, grossest thing i don't know why like i know a lot of people mo might look at that and be like oh that's the goal that's the the coolest but really that's the goal sit you know standing out there on a brooklyn street holding up a bunch of birkins and your friends holding up a bunch of birkins like this dude kanye bought all this shit for us he owns us now like it just didn't <sighs> 
I just can't get a sense of the relationship at all. And it's when people flaunt wealth in this kind of weird, you know, it's like flaunting, but at the same time, it's not classy in any sort of way, which is fine. Like you, you can, I don't know. It was very, very, the pictures made me, it just felt very odd. And Kat Marnell, the writer, and uh, you guys know Kat, if you don't, her book, uh, How to how to destroy your life. I think it's called, I really enjoyed, uh, really enjoyed her book, but Kat Marnell tweeted was like, ha, I was invited to 9 PM dinner with Julia Fox, Kanye and Dave Chappelle. Then they didn't even get there till 10 30. <laughs> and it, I love Kat Marnell, but like, maybe it's just the tone in which I read it. It just seems like, yo girl, we get it. You got invited out, and Kanye and Dave Chappelle were there. Congratulations. Amazing. You know? Like, the fact of these people wanting us to know or wanting us to go along on the journey, it's a different form of a reality show, but it's social media. So let's turn let's let's create a new thing, you guys. Let's call it social reality. You know, social reality where it's a reality show that takes place on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, not so much Facebook, sorry, mom, and uh, whatever the other social medias are. But that that is the new show. That's the new reality show, social, social reality. Well, I think I just – did I just create something amazing? I will sue if anybody – if I can prove that you listened to this podcast and got this. For, I will I will completely sue. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, I – you know, this is why I wish this was like – this was a call-in show because I would love to get your thoughts on this relationship. Like how cool would it be if I could actually hit the buttons and you guys would be there and we could talk back and forth about Kanye and Julia Fox and then I could go to the next caller and people could get differing opinions because everybody has their own opinion. And remember – we all know my opinion is right, but also at the same time, remember, have your own opinion about all of this stuff. This is just my opinion and from what I've seen. And also, I'm getting to be a cranky older man. So I'm looking at it through the lens of a cranky older man of like, ah, kids these days. Even though Kanye is older. Than, I mean, Kanye's older than me. I So I don't – you know what I'm saying? This is such a <laughs> – somebody told me that – Listening to my podcast, they really do feel like I'm in a conversation with me, but it's not even like a good conversation. <laughs> I love my friends. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Okay, every day, let's go get your bathroom. Let's go take a bathroom break. Get some water or wine or cheese or whatever. You know, change the kids and throw away the diapers, whatever we do, pet the cats or the dogs, kiss your husband or your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend, all of it, or your non-binaries. Uh, and let's get into this Real Housewives of Orange County recap. Um, okay. I, got, I just got so stuffed up. I had the worst allergies since January. Is that normal? Like, oh God, that's another old man thing. I can barely breathe through my nose anymore. Okay, I took a, a couple hour break. <laughs> um, my nose is better. I was getting really, I get these allergies now. Um, uh, yeah, anyways, I already told you that. So 
on my break, what did I do? I watched the documentary. <laughs> watched the documentary of the making of, and just like that on HBO, there's a whole documentary on how they put the series together. Che is only in it for just like a minute or two. It was so ridiculous. I almost think that they don't like Che on set. In my head, they have a feud going on with Che. So we're not here to talk about Che, though. We're here to talk about those kooky ladies over in the OC. Real Housewives of Orange County, baby. This is episode eight. It is entitled Sweat, Lies, and Pornography. Now, if I was a betting man and I didn't know anything about the show, I would think that this title means that people are filming a porno and they're sweating all over each other and then somebody lies about it. But I would be wrong because what this is, there's a sweat lodge involved that Emily and Gina and Noella go to. And then there's also the pornography, which is the LGBTQ plus cards that Noella bought Heather Dubrow's daughter for her book release for her book release party. And it says dirty things in it. So all of this comes out at this party. I'm sorry, at the uh, the the in dinner scene. We're on our second week in Cabo. Heather's there because she potentially wants to build a place for Terry and the kids. Terry and the kids, as Heather Dubro likes to over enunciate. Um, remember, and last week we, we got this two weeks ago, we had this amazing information about Dr. Jen that she, that she has a concrete leg. And I really don't know what that means exactly. I mean, if I would take it literal, like in my head, she's literally carrying around a leg full of concrete, which is like, I just, I like to think of her as like one leg weighs like eight pounds and one leg weighs 83 pounds so you're just like just imagine the intensity of and also just in terms of medical i don't know how you know the leg game works in terms of you know medicine on legs but was concrete is concrete like a thing i've just i never heard i never heard of a procedure of like sir we're gonna have to put concrete in your leg it's pretty drastic i obviously don't like dr jen's a doctor so i don't think they would just like try an experimental concrete surgery on her but it's still fascinating nonetheless and i just never like does she offer concrete so like will she put concrete in your face because i know she does a lot of botox and stuff um very fascinating remember noella got invited because gina asked heather to do her a solid to do her a favor and guys i know you might not like heather but i totally understand heather on this point why would you invite an asshole to the like why would you invite somebody that is ripping on you calling you a phony bitch all of this stuff it makes no sense to me and i do not like i don't know why noella would even think to go and then she all pouted like mm, i wasn't invited uh my little whisper voice i'm noella hey what's going on it was it's so ridiculous to me you guys it just is i i I don't like Noella, but she's in that Lisa Rinna position for me where she's necessary. She's providing great content. But do I do I just fume every time she's on the screen? You bet your sweet bippy. But she's acting like a third season housewife. She's one season, baby. Your first season. You got to learn to respect, honey. <laughs> What if you listen to my like? What if you listen to my speech pattern? Get like, hey girlfriend, what you doing, Noella? Um, 
So uh, they're coming back to the table because we left off at this like kind of dinner where Noella had just gotten there because she got there late and she was like complaining and like people were like going finish your food Noella and she's like oh I'm getting food shame I'm getting food shame now I won't do it I won't put up with this and everything Heather did she would like roll her eyes out and Gina and Emily took her to the bathroom and they're like dude chill and Noella's like just like I don't care what Heather Debro. I don't care whether Heather Dubro. She always emphasizes like interesting words in each sentence, if you notice that. And they all come out of the table, and Noella is like, <laughs> I'm sweating, but I'm laughing. I'm sweating, but I'm laughing. And you can, uh, Gina's going, Oh, it's all great. It's all great. And Heather says, Did you ladies fall in? I love when people do toilet jokes like that. Like, I love the jokes where it's like, did you guys fall into the toilet? <laughs> Literally, it's just not possible. And it's not that funny of a joke. My dad has a dad joke when he goes into a urinal. He'll be like, he'll he'll stand next to the urinal and he'll go, ooh, the water's cold. And then it'll wait a beat and he'll go, and deep. Because <laughs> he's saying that his penis is large and it's hitting the bottom of the anyway. So, um, you know, but this bathroom falling into the toilet, it's we just there's just jokes need to be somewhat true. And there's just no way that you can fully fall into a toilet. And I know a lot of you might out there might argue with me. Please feel free to write in if you have your own experiences with fully falling into a toilet. I would love to hear everybody's stories. So Shannon says, Noella, Noella, we have a chilled dessert shot for you because she was complaining about the other shots being not chilled. And she was just being real lame ass. Just like, yo, if you get invited to something that nobody like that, the, the host doesn't want you there. Don't then bitch about everything that the host wants to do. You're along for the ride, you know? And so Shannon's like, drink it like it, drink it, drink it while it's cold, sister. And Noelle, Noella says, I'm busy chilling other things right now. Like kind of in a Samantha voice. Gina says in a talking head, I'm mid-level management. I'm trying to babysit Noella and make sure she... <laughs> make... <laughs> And make sure she's respectful to Heather, who puts so much into this trip. <laughs> now I, now I get why. <laughs> I don't. So stupid. <laughs> so stupid. I'm in my bed doing. <laughs> my windows are open. My poor. <laughs> My poor neighbor, it's 11 o'clock at night. Now I get why no one wants to be mid-level management. <laughs> so Gina, Gina's pretty much saying she has to babysit Noella. And Heather says, I'm so... <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> Can't stop. Oh, oh my god, it's not even that funny. Heather says, Heather says, I'm so excited that the boys are together because I guess all the husbands, the 
stupid boyfriends and stuff are all eating together. <laughs> I love how Terry's trying to take control of the men of the OC. <laughs> And Gina goes, Heather says, I'm so excited the boys are together. And Gina goes, I know. <laughs> and then Heather goes, should I FaceTime Terry and see? And I immediately was like, wow, Ryan, R-Y-N-E, is not with them. Like, he wasn't invited. Terry was like, no, that that guy that likes to eat just Brussels sprouts can stay where he is. Uh, yeah, so uh, they call on FaceTime and Shannon's like, I don't see John Jensen. John Jensen's her dude, but she says it mellow. Like she's like, I don't see John Jensen. Dr. Jan on a talking head says, I would have loved if Ryan could have been there. He does really great with guys. And that's the thing though. I think we're not worried about Ryan doing great with guys. I think we're worried about Ryan being great with you, Dr. Jen. Um, so, uh, Dr. Jen's like, it's just the women he shuts up around. So we cut to men's night, crazy night. They got a bunch of hookers there, a lot of blow, Coke, yeah, the whole, no, they're at just some Mexican restaurant, I don't know, and Terry, Shane, John, and Travis, I mean, this is the kind of thing, like, the BPM doesn't go above 65 at a dinner like this, they're having deck tacos, Terry says, you and Shannon, John, you have a two, <laughs> you, you know what, let me act like I'm interested in you, John, do you and Shannon, you have two years in your belt, totally committed but you got no plans to be married. And uh, then he asked Travis the thing, the same thing. And it's like, Travis, you've got to be thinking about it in the near future. And Travis is like, we, we will probably get married before John and Shannon. Uh, and everybody is like, yes. And Shane goes, Hey guys, don't, don't give the PC answer. And Terry says, I plan my life out in five year increments, which I'm just like, damn, I hate watching these shows that I make fun of. And then like, when I see like Carl, like a summer house watering his plants or Terry planning his life. And I've planned my life in like five minute increments. Like, I don't like it, it's so upsetting to watch these shows and go, no wonder you could pay all of your bills. No wonder you're building a Cabo house. You have five year plans. I have five year pairs of underwear. I don't like what? So Terry's like, yeah, you're probably more than a one to three year planner. Terry tells Travis and Travis is like. Yeah, I guess. And he looks at John and he goes, you probably one to three as well. And John's like, no. And then Shane goes, depends on how many more margaritas. <laughs> we go back to the girls dinner. Emily uh, is drunk, I believe, um, and has a napkin, a dirty napkin around her head, like a like a like a princess crown thing, like a little. Yeah. And it's a dirty napkin and she's just wearing it. She calls herself Tequila Emily. I don't know if Emily is aware of Tequila Katie from Vanderpump Rules, but I do sense something similar. So they might be related to each other. Who knows? Uh, so she goes, I'm Tequila Emily. And then Shannon quietly goes, I'm fun, Shannon. I'm fun, Shannon. Um, then we start getting some raunchy questions at the table. Somebody asks, hey, if you, Shannon, if you and John would have a threesome, who would you bring in? And Shannon being fun, Shannon, she goes, we would never do it. We would never do it. We wouldn't. And she goes, I asked John once about bringing a third party. And he said, he said it would ruin the relationship. And then in a talking that she goes, no one needs to see this nakedness. Do you guys remember 
I think it was the first season with Shannon when she was still with that asshole, David. And they went to a hotel for some anniversary and Shannon was having to down like vodka uh, to get like, cause they were about to have sex. And she was like, I'm leaving my shirt on. Let me leave my shirt on. Like, it was so dark. Do you guys remember that? Like, I remember watching that and being like, Whoa, that is darkness. Like if you guys kick the kids out of the room, whatever, you know, but like, Hey, let's all picture Shannon and John having sex right now. Like as a group, as a group, this is a fun podcast activity. I just feel like it's, under a lot of sheets, I feel there's blankets involved, uh, you know, just as much layering as possible. Uh, there's, a little, there's little holes cut out where the private parts will go. But I feel like, you know, there. I feel like, you know, like if like this feeling of corduroy is involved somehow, it smells like a wood shop. I don't know. I'm just picturing, I'm spitballing, but I'm picturing weird things where it's, you know, there's crying involved at some point on both parties, not just Shannon. Uh, you know, there's no music involved. It's just silence. We're talking like you can hear a pin drop and full sex is being had, but you cannot. It's like. And then you hear a. Uh, okay, we're done. You know. <laughs> oh, my God. When I get silly like this, sometimes it doesn't work for the audience. So, um. So Shannon goes, but for me, me and John, the two of us are at a level that it is so great. And John would agree. And then she goes, but you know, he goes out still. He's a single guy. And all the girls are like, he's a single guy. What are you talking about, Shannon? He's with you. There is this weird rumor that John is like a stage uh, boyfriend, like a stage boyfriend. I don't see that to be true because John doesn't seem like somebody that would be like fun to lie with. Like L I E, like like to lie to somebody, like he doesn't seem like he has that <clears throat> spark in him where he'd be that creative, and like who really like when you when you really go down the rabbit hole of some of these Bravo conspiracies, it just doesn't make tons of sense. Now there was a rumor on Dumois that uh, <clears throat> a housewife who has a frozen food business is really hurting for money and potentially taking up gambling, which I've never even heard Shannon talk about gambling on this show, but she does have that gross salmon, cream, cream cheese, frozen food, all that stuff. So that would check out there. And she does keep talking about money problems. So I don't know. I mean, she's sending the girls to college. She's keep saying that. So who knows, but I hope she's okay financially. Um, and then she goes, well, you know, we, you know, me and John talked after the girls are going to go to college. We thought we would buy a place together. And Noella says, can you put me in, coach? Can you put, like, come on, Noella. Just every time you open your mouth, you can't just go, hey, I've got something to say. You're like, can you put me in, coach? And she raises her hand. I believe, Shannon, your kiddos are your soulmates. And Shannon's like half drunk. And she's like, you know what I said to them, Noella? I said, I said, I said, you guys haven't met Noella yet. And Noella goes, yay, anti-psychopaths. Be wary of the people that joke about how crazy they are. Because usually that means they are crazy, but it also means they're manipulative and very planned out. And Shannon goes, they are going to love you. Folks, they are not going to love her. Gina says, uh, 
Noella doesn't have to dominate the conversation. Come on. I want her to exist in the room without becoming the room. And I love that. That is really like Noella takes up all the oxygen. Like you can be part of a conversation, but she can't be part of a conversation. She wants to be the conversation. So Heather goes to pee and Dr. Jen goes with her. So you hear her like a concrete leg, like scraping. We are like, what's that? She's like, I'm just getting up. <laughs> Um, Noella asks Gina, what's wrong? And Gina goes, I'm totally fine. They're all just shit-faced. Noella clocks that something is wrong, like a weirdo. Oh, no. So, sorry, Heather, before she leaves, I'm sorry, Heather is the one that goes up to Gina and is like, what is wrong? And she's like, no, it's totally fine. And then, like, kind of, like, touch, pets her face, like, in a nice way. And Noella clocks it. And Noella, like, Heather leaves and she goes... Did she just touch your face? Noella's making a big deal out of everything, and it is so exhausting as an audience member to watch, but it's kind of exciting because you realize you're watching batshit behavior. Um, Emily is like, this is what I'm talking about. Take it down, Noella. Emily goes, I feel like we need shots. And Noella says, chakra? And they're like, no, shots. And Shannon gets up, and she's like doing a little fun Shannon dance. Uh, and Gina goes, Emily's about to Hulk out. <laughs> Noella says, Gina, let's get back to what I was talking about 30 minutes ago. Uh, and they're talking to Noella says, Emily and Gina go down 10 IQ points when they're with each other. They are probably menstruating together. And Noella says, uh, if you act like children, ladies... And then moves over to Shannon. And Emily says, you didn't even know how to get on a flight or even bring your passport. You're going to call me a child? Gina and Emily then leave. Emily still has her dirty napkin on her head and uh, says to to Noella, you're being offensive and I'm going to leave. And Shannon screams, get that fuck back over here. Wait, what happened? What happened, Shannon says? And like the, Shannon, and this is... What's interesting about alcohol is you can tell that it changes Shannon, but it changes it where Shannon is more comfortable with herself when she is drunk. She is like a very, what she thinks of as a humorous lady, but she's so buttoned up. It's like she could create a diamond with her butt cheek squeezed so tightly together when she's sober. But when you can see when she starts drinking, she gets to be loose Shannon, which then she entitles fun Shannon. But in a way... It's just, it's kind of like Kyle Cook from Summer House. They're, you know, releasing all of this stress that they carry around in everyday life by alcohol. And so you see, like, Shannon's really confident in being drunk Shannon. It's very confident. She'll scream and she'll be like, ah! Um, so <clears throat> Gina says, don't call us children. Don't do that. And they come back in and sit. And Gina says... This is what you do, Noella. You're reactionary in the moment. That's all I'm saying. We cut back to that food shaming uh, little scene. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. 
By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Folks, it's that time of every episode that we get to talk about our sponsor. And this week, So Bad It's Good is sponsored by my friends at Ana Luisa. Uh, it is the new year, and uh, I know we all want to reinvent our style, right? So that's why you got to go to Ana Luisa Jewelry. Um, Ana Luisa Jewelry is made for you and the planet in mind. They are 100% carbon and water neutral, but it's also like really pretty. You know, if you ask me, they actually sent me a couple uh, of things that I got to choose. And uh, hey, mom, if you're listening, you might be getting a Valentine's Day gift. But they really were beautiful. They're, they, they, they're for all ages. I thought they were really, really pretty and very cool and actually very affordable. Their versatile designs are perfect to mix and match and wear every day. So you can layer your necklaces together, as I see a lot of ladies doing these. These days, uh, Anna Luisa, that's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A, has timeless jewelry for any occasion. A cute ring to show off at the grocery store when you pay for your groceries. Uh, there's a dainty bracelet for when you pick up an iced coffee and luxurious necklaces that make your friends think, yo, she's making a lot of money. Uh, she's wearing a necklace like that. But the best part is Anna Luisa jewelry starts at $39. The prices are incredible. With our code SOBAD, you can get 40% off your order at shop.analuisa.com. That is 40% off, you guys. That's huge. I'm not a math guy, but that's almost 50%, which is almost half off. That's exciting. So at Anna Luisa, once again, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A, their pieces are the perfect gift for anybody on your list, a friend, a partner, a sister-in-law, a daughter to spoil, or even yourself. Yeah, yeah, just buy something for yourself. It's so easy to do. I do it all the time on the computer. It's wild. Plus, the gift guide on their website, along with their bestsellers page, are great destinations to browse most gifted options. And that's really important because I went on their website, you guys, and they had so much to choose from. But that was an actual great place to start because... Uh, I'm trying to learn more about jewelry now, but it's actually awesome. They show you what their bestsellers are, things that you should pay attention to. Um, while you're at it, if you're going to get yourself a necklace, why don't you throw one in for your sister? Why don't you throw one in for that cousin that you barely speak to, but it's kind of a nice thing like, hey, I remember you. Just buy jewelry for everybody because you're getting 40% off anyways. Uh, oh, how could I forget? New jewelry collections are released every Friday. Wow. That's cool. Uh, so get yourself and your loved ones the perfect gift with up to 40% off. Check out Anna Luisa at shop.analuisa.com forward slash so bad. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. And if you guys have a problem, always email me. Uh, I know you guys are going to love them. And now back for the remainder of our show. From two weeks ago. 
And where she's like, oh, okay, I'm fine. I'll take the mashed potatoes. <laughs> okay, fine. I have a shit life. And just being a drama queen. And Noella says, oh, Gina says, this is what you do, Noella. And Noella says, this is what I do? And Gina goes, do you want me to tell you you're perfect all the time? And Noella's like, no, 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 no. And more shots get there at this time. And Shannon says, we're taking them. We're taking these shots. And Gina says, I'm telling you because I'm your friend, Noella. We've gotten pretty deep pretty quick. I thought so. And then Gina does this puppy analogy. She's like, you got a puppy. You know, you're petting the puppy. The puppy's so cute. Cute puppy, cute puppy. And then the puppy bites you and you're like, fuck you, puppy. I don't want Gina to ever handle pets. I think I've decided that. That's, I don't know. <laughs> where that example came from so new scene it's the next morning shannon is facetiming john jensen and she looks wrecked you guys she looks wrecked and she's like sweetie i'm tired i'm not used to going out and staying up late yeah you are shannon um shannon goes with heather everything is clearly thought out meticulously planned out uh we flash back to her saying we're going to look at some properties today uh they're leaving at 10 a.m and the other girls are going to do a sweat lodge which is just the dumbest fucking thing ever after you've been hammered there's just no you're like oh get a little sweat get the liquor out but not a sweat lodge go to a sauna uh, so everybody's meeting in the lobby uh noella goes i need to chug something and then she goes to Gina, I hate that we fought. And Gina's, Gina like doesn't even remember. She's like, huh? And Gina's like, are you okay? And Noella goes, I might cry or something. Oh, God, Noella, come on. Like, yeah, girl, bring the immediate drama. She said, this is what you, Gina, all Gina said was, this is what you do. Because Noella does do that behavior. This is what Noella does. Gina correctly, drunkenly, but correctly pointed that out. And then Noella goes, I was a ball of anxiety. I couldn't fall asleep because you said really mean things. And then we get shots of her tossing and turning with all her lights on. I'm like, yo, yeah, you can't sleep because you need to turn off your lights to get a good REM cycle. And you should probably not have the cameraman in there, too. That would be like, it's hard for me to sleep when there's a man with a camera standing over my bed. I've learned to do it since then, but at first it was very hard for me to learn. Um, we cut to Heather. Heather's friend, Tawny, is there. Um, and then Dr. Jen's there. Heather, for some reason, says, Tawny is staying at the blank hotel, which I'm like, do they have a product placement? Why did we get this like quick? I don't need to know where Tawny, I do. Tawny has one line in this whole thing. I don't need like, I wasn't like, where the fuck is Tawny staying? I need to know where, what property is she staying? Wait, this doesn't make sense, Heather. I need to know where Tawny's staying. Like, it was this throwaway line, but it just, it kind of stuck in my head. Like, why are we talking about the blank hotel? It just got thrown out there. Like, did we need to, like, I don't need, I'm thinking about the property you're staying in, Heather. I don't need to think about a whole nother property. I've only got so much space in my head. Um, so we see the other girls with the group stepping out for the sweat lodge. And the lady's like, it's going to clean your soul. And Emily is like, oi. <laughs> Emily says, I've never been to a sweat lodge, but I did go abroad in Central America. <laughs> I love the culture. So this sweat lodge feels like home. <laughs> and Noella 
is talking about getting cleansed, and the lady's like, "I'm hoping this provide." Or, or Noelle is like, "I'm hoping this provides a safe space for these emotions I've held on so tight." And as soon as she said that, I was like, "Uh oh, get out the tiny violins! Somebody's about to have an emotional day in the sweat lodge." Like she telegraphs so easily, where I'm like, "This girl's gonna try to get attention on the sweat lodge," and the lady's like. Today, we are going into the mother's belly, a womb. And it's like, you know, like an adobe structure that they all, not a, I don't know. what well, It was like they get in there, they set the fire. Little lady's like, we want you to leave everything in the sweat lodge, intentions, the answer to yourself. And Emily's immediately like, I'm going to cry. All the ladies get into their bathing suits. They put the towels over the sweat lodge. It's 97 degrees. Yo. If it was one more degree, that would be a great Nicholas Shea joke. But nope, just 97. We cut to back to a huge house. Heather's checking out the realtor's house um, and letting her architect, Bing, uh, <laughs> Bing, the architect and his daughter, Amanda, are there. But they're seeing like this house and seeing what is possible out in this land of Cabo. Um by the way, this dude had this cool dark wood library that I really fell in love with. I do like dark wood things. Do you guys like dark wood? I think I think women like a lot of like light and white and clean lines, but I kind of like dark wood and like lived in a little bit, but I love that library. It was like very vibey to me. Um, so Heather goes, I'm looking for something that speaks to me. Now, Terry is looking for something to speak to his wallet. Uh, we see two oceans this house is on. It's the Sea of Cortez and the Pacific. Uh, we find out the beach isn't swimmable, which is like, well, what the fuck are we doing here then? Like, you live on an ocean, but you can't swim in the beach? Come on. The house they're looking at is $26,000 26, square feet. Um, he has a fresco on the wall in the ceiling of the library. She's like, okay, now I know What's possible? And Shannon says, this house tour is a lot smaller than Heather's house tour. She told us hours of details at hers. Uh, we cut to the sweat lodge. It's 102 degrees now. And the lady's like, tell Mother Belly, what is your intention? And Emily's like, this is fucking hard. And Noelle's like, this is really fucking hard. <laughs> and Gina says, oh, I'm trying to be in the moment. I thought we were going to a spa. <laughs> Noella says, um, Noella says, I have a wave of sadness coming out of me. And I was like, wave of sad? That's what I call my farts. Like, I have a wave of sadness coming out of me. Are you kidding? Emily says, uh, you know, tears and snots and saliva and, and sweat. It's all pouring out. And then we hear that Gina's an empath and she's picking up on Emily and Noella's sadness, which is like, okay, whatever. I think we use the word, we overuse the word empath, you guys. Don't you feel that way? Like, if somebody somebody goes oh i'm sad you're sad or like oh my god you're an empath like calm there are genuine empaths out there but if you if you feel bad that somebody's sad it doesn't make you an empath it just makes you a human being um gina says oh, i feel how sad you are you guys and noella goes i'm dizzy i'm passing out uh uh i'm a high school drama queen uh and then she collapses they have to drag noella out and she's like She's like in a fetal position. She's like, uh, uh, uh. she's being very dramatic. She's like, it's physical and mental. Uh, uh, uh. 
Um, and they're like, leave her so she can breathe. Leave her. Drink the electrolytes. She's just being a dork, you guys. I'm sorry. I know I should be more sensitive to this, but it's like all we see from her is just so the need for attention is strong. She really does seem to come from that Bronwyn camp, you know? But this is who we're dealing with in every situation with Noella. Emily and Gina go outside to drink some Gatorade. Gina breaks her toe trying to sit on the picnic bench. She looks miserable and she's like, my spray tan. I sweated off my spray tan. And Emily says, that went deep into my soul. It was a surreal experience. And Gina says, oh, I think that was good for you. And Noella comes out and she's like, I'm fucking mortified. I feel so raw. I can't even bitch about it. And Emily says, uh, yeah, every trauma bubbled up and came out. And Gina says, between the two of you, my God. And Gina says, I just feel bad. And Noella's like, you took on a lot of emotions today. I don't want you to keep taking this on. Okay, ladies. And uh, Emily's like, yeah, let's just go take a shower and lay by the pool and have a margarita. And then they do a hard cut to Gina and Emily pass out in separate beds. It's kind of funny. So we cut to Shannon coming out of the the van looking at the land that uh, Heather DeRoe might buy. And Shannon's dress is flying up. And Tawny, who's staying at the Blank Hotel, if you guys are wondering, um, she's like, I don't have any boy shorts in my diaper bag to give you, Shannon. <laughs> so we just see, we see Shannon's huge muff you got. <laughs> no, it's just so stupid. Anyways, this land is a little over an acre. We find out there's a view of the old lighthouse and a view of the new lighthouse. And Heather goes, two lighthouses? Bing loves this area. Uh, we do find out that Dr. Jen's cement leg is hurting her and she has not been able to move it around to exercise it enough to kind of, I guess, get the, get the blood flowing in there. And the pain she says is radiating. It's really hurting her. Um, we find out it's $8 million for the land. And then Heather in a talking head says too bad. I don't have cleavage showing, um, because I need to convince Terry to buy this. And I'm like, girl, I mean, I said this on a podcast. I was guessing on a podcast today, this Diana Gebbia's podcast. And I was talking about like, I just think like Heather kind of reminds me of my mom in certain ways. And like, it makes me uncomfortable when, she, when Heather pushes up her cleavage. Cause I just like, don't think of Heather as a sexual being. And that's okay. Like, I know she is one. I see, I've seen the kids and, but just like the thought of like, I'm going to suck Terry's dick until he gives, I'm like, Ugh! I don't want to think about Terry or Heather. I'd rather think about Shannon and John, you know? Um, so they call Terry and Terry's like, is this the Bing? Is this the architect, the Bing? And they're like, you have two oceans. He goes, oh, that's cool. And uh, Nicole, Nicole Weiss, did you sue me? Um, he asked, how much is it? And like $8 million. And then the house, it would be $500 a foot, 15,000 square feet. So we're looking at $15.5 in. And then in a talking head, Heather goes, I'm going to need a bigger bra. And potentially be another whole person for Terry. So basically she's saying she's got to sweet talk her way into 15.5 million. Cause Terry's like, Bing, let me ask you a question. Can I borrow 15.5 million? <laughs> um, we cut to Heather and Shannon uh, coming in from this. Noella is out on the beach. Emily and Gina walk up to her. We see a guy just standing there with a 
80,000 hats on his head. I guess he's a traveling hat salesman. They all laugh because Gina loves hats so much. I don't know. Emily says, Gina, I'm going to sell your hats and that way we can afford a private jet on the way home. And Heather is flying them on a private jet on the way home, but has not invited Noella. And Noella's like, Heather hasn't spoken to me about flights or anything. Well, then book your own, nubnuts. Uh, Emily tells Noella, she goes, aren't you proud of Gina? Gina talked Heather Dubrow into letting you come. And Noella says, well, I guess now I know. And Emily and I talking heads thought it was important for her to know what a good friend and person Gina is. And Gina and I talking head goes, what the fuck, Emily? What the fuck? What the fuck, Emily? And then Emily and I talking head goes, my name is Emily Simpson and I'm an asshole. And Gina goes, no, I just asked her for a favor. I just asked her. And Noelle goes, this is kind of hurting my heart. It just does. It just does. This is kind of hurting my heart. Noella, you called her horrible, horrible names. How would that hurt your heart? You know she doesn't like you. What reality are we living in that this would hurt Noella's heart? Noella is a gangster. Noella is, she's a shyster. She's trying to get, like, she is, I don't trust her. In a talking head, Noella goes, I thought this was going to be an olive branch from Heather so that we could be, you know, respectable ladies. So now that I know this was a pity invite, Heather knows I can see through her bullshit. Does she? I don't think Heather gives a fuck. I mean, gives a fuck in the sense of like, why are you rude to me? But Heather doesn't care, Noella. Heather, at this point, can still pay her bills. I don't know how much longer it'll last, but for right now, she's solvent. Um, Emily tells Noella, Noella, I think you need to pull it back and just let Heather get to know you. You know, don't word vomit. And Emily is in a flashback um, drunkenly because they, oh, they bring this up too about, I guess, at the book party. Emily was drunk and says, if Shane, if Shane and I don't work out, I'm going to totally hit on Gina. And Emily goes, yeah, women are attractive. Maybe I experimented a little bit. End of story. And Noella goes, you went full nutter butter. And then Gina goes, you did fellatio. Felatio. And Noelle is like, ooh, I love my life right now. <laughs> and she goes, have you ever been went down on somebody? And has anybody ever went down on you? And it's yes to both. And Gina's like, what? And Noelle is like, he, 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 he. We cut to Dr. Jen. She's stretching. It's so funny. It's like these people are doing like like talking about like going down on each other. And then you just cut to sad Dr. Jen doing some stretches <laughs> by herself. She calls Ryan and she goes, hi, I'm going to cry since 9 a.m. this morning. I just got to the gym right now. The pain is debilitating. I can't function. I'm having a nervous breakdown. So she's like really getting teary eyed on the elliptical machine, which is actually a really that's kind of my place. I get teary eyed, too. And he goes, he goes. That's horrible. Like, just no. And she goes, I know it's horrible. She's like, I'm just looking for some empathy, you know. And he goes, it will be better tomorrow. That's all you can do. And she goes, thanks. And she's like, I wish you would tell me that you would protect me and you love me. And, and he goes, I wish I could protect you. Yes, dear. I want all that stuff. And she's like, I feel completely alone right now. And she goes, okay, I love you. And he goes, bye. <laughs> she, I mean, he doesn't even say I love you back. Like, he hates her. 
He ate, I got, I got to tell you guys, concrete leg was standing, I was standing. I really find Dr. Jen kind of hot. Like, I, I don't know. I do. I know. I know. I know. I don't, I'm not like, I, I don't like Ryan. I like, and I like, I don't know. We cut to Shannon jamming her big feet in the shoes. We see Leonardo, the house bartender. Heather comes out. They're all dressed for dinner. Everybody says, pretty, pretty, and they're all kissing each other. I was taught by one of the listeners that it, these, because I said, you know, if we could, we could save so much time if girls were freed from having to tell each other they looked pretty all the time. But then a listener helped really actually, I really didn't understand it until they, she said, you know, sometimes men don't realize the work and the effort and the beauty that goes into these women's looks, you know, the makeup and the dress and the shoes and the purse. And so men don't compliment exactly the way that women want to be complimented. And so when other women have to pick up that slack, and that's why she said that women are so complimentary and, oh, you look beautiful. And, oh my God, this dress, because they don't get it from the men. I, that made a lot of sense to me. Uh, so they're all doing cheek, but can we get rid of the cheek kisses? We can say the beautiful stuff, but let's get rid of the, let's get, we just don't, or just let's cut it down to not just, just one. It's easy. Not Dr. Jen comes out. You can hear the cement leg dragging. <laughs> Emily and Gina come out. Uh, but I did write, you know, this hugging every time you guys see each other, it's exhausting. I don't know what it's like to physically do, but it just feels exhausting. You guys just saw each other and now you have to re-hug? Uh, they get led to the dining table on the beach area. It's a fantastic night dinner right by the water. Shannon puts a fun sombrero on. Fun, Shannon! We're doing a tequila tasting. Emily goes, I don't do anything in moderation. I'm not that kind of girl. I love that Emily, you know how her, her tagline is something like, I'll close the bar down. It, I, they really are making Emily's main storyline is that she loves to get hammered. I mean, did we have Emily getting hammered throughout the entire, like, this is the first one where I feel like we've seen so many episodes of Emily getting drunk. I love drunk Emily. I'm good with it. I'm not, I'm not speaking out against it. I'm just saying it's, it really does seem to be her thing this season. Um, and then talking to Emily says, you know, fun Emily though, can turn into destructive drunk Emily. Um, and, she goes, three to four shots of tequila, I'm good. Five to six, I will fuck some shit up. Three to four tequila shots, you're good? I'm not good after three or four tequila shots. They all cheers around the table. They clink their butts off. Emily wants to pass around a shot in terms of like clink and then turn to your partner, clink. Noella points to Emily and goes, um, did you know I was getting my awareness? Oh, oh, they were talking about her passing out at the sweat lodge and that she says, Oh, I was out for a minute. And Dr. Jen was like, in a talking head, she goes, it's not shocking. You're drinking the night before and you've been in severe emotional distress. It's not a great combo for a sweat lodge on top of you guys. She didn't eat her food from the night before either. So I don't see, I mean, no, <sighs> listen, I, 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 you know, I know my way around a drink, but also I can't, you know, drinking on an empty stomach is just dangerous all the way around. Uh, Heather asked Dr. Jen about her physical therapy 
And she's like, I cried for an hour today. I just needed a little validation. And I don't ask for a lot of things. I don't ask for much. And Heather says, he's not a mind reader. You know, he's not a mind reader. It's worth the conversation to define what you need from him. And she goes, well, find time for me. Like you find time for everything else in your life. And he's like, it's like, he doesn't see what I'm doing. You know, I have to see patients all day long. And also I have to be the accountant. And Heather goes, Terry and I had a come to Jesus conversation that our partnership had failed. Not him, us. An agreement of who is doing what. It's obvious what it is for you and you know what to do. And the talking head says, um, yeah, me and Ryan, though, we're so pissed off at each other that we can't do it. Uh, we come back. Noella says, I love baby corn. She has a little baby corn. I'm like, girl, I love baby. You are a baby corn. Shannon is uh, pushing her octopus around the plate. And she's like, I don't even like octopus, Noella. <laughs> you can tell Shannon's had her first drink. Um, now they're telling Shannon about Gina. No, sorry. Noella is telling Shannon about Gina saying, you know, Gina the other night said, this is what you do, Noella. And Shannon's like, what? Well, you got to talk to her then, girl. And Noella says, you know, it's worse with these ladies, Emily and Gina. They're like a tag team. They justify each other's behavior. Listen, Noella, you can't even have somebody to tag team with. Your friend Nicole Weiss, like, literally hung up on you because you were being a weirdo. Like, Noella, it doesn't seem like Noella wants to be a... a doesn't have a lot of solid friends and like, listen, she depended on Bronwyn as a friend for a while. And that tells you everything you need to know. Um, Noella says, ladies, are we over yesterday? And the lady's like, what are you talking about? And Shannon's like, well, I was telling her ladies that you got to discuss what you said the other night. Noella's like, no, I don't need help. We're all okay. Shannon, we're all okay. And Shannon's like, I'm going to the bathroom. Cause it's happening. I didn't know if she meant like she was peeing she's like i'm going to the bath because i'm pissing myself or she just wanted to get out of that fight and heather looks at noella because heather's noella's kind of started this little tiff again and heather goes really this evening really and noella goes don't tell me what to do and heather goes okay i won't i have no interest and noella says i'm feeling very provoked ladies and Heather goes, I wish you the best, Noella. And then Noella goes, fine. I found out I was a pity invite. And Gina says, no, you weren't a pity invite. Come on. And Heather goes, I didn't want to invite you because you gave my daughter pornography as a gift. And I felt uncomfortable. And Noella goes, oh, what? What? We go to commercial break. We come back. The cards which were very inappropriate. And Noella says, that's your thing right now? Noella, let me finish. And she goes, literally, it's a card deck I purchased on Amazon. And it was inappropriate for a 17-year-old? And then Heather goes, she just can't. She, and Noella goes, wow. And then another talking head, Noella goes, this is a whole new low, even for you, Heather Debro. And Heather says, Gina, this is why I didn't want to discuss this. And Noella looks at Gina and goes, you knew? And then Gina goes, she's allowed to feel the way she feels. Come on. Gina says, and then, and then you just say you're sorry. Say you're sorry, Noella. Come on. 
And Noah says, what part of this are we not understanding? I put on Amazon LGBTQ plus gifts. So she's pretty much saying she was just a lazy gift giver and like went to Amazon like we all do. And like, let's do it right now. Let's do this. right. Let's test this out. Let's test the waters. Okay. So I'm going to pull up Amazon on the old, uh, the old Amazon L. G-B-T-Q-L-A. Okay, I'm going to be a Noella. I'm like sitting there like, how can I get attention on this show? L-G-B-T-Q plus gifts. Okay. Okay. We've got uh, our ambiance bag. Queer love is cosmic. Hmm. I don't know if she'd like that. Here's one. It says, uh, it's a little tank top that says bear toy. Okay. Interesting. Um, here's a faith heart pendant. Um, okay. Little, 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 little pride socks. Yes. Um, okay. No, no. Um, okay. Here's a little necklace that says they, them, there. Here's a little heart with the little gay, gay pride flag. And it says ally. I'm not finding the card. So she must've gone really deep into this thing. Let me just type in LGBTQ plus cards. Here we go. Okay. Not see, these are just actual cards. Like like cards that you give to somebody. Okay, plain cards. LGBTQ um game. Okay. Hang with me, you guys, okay? Here's one. Oh, maybe this is it. It's called The Queer Agenda. A queer AF party game. Ooh, this sounds like what it probably is. Oh, yep. Yep. Oh, there's pictures of people laughing while they're playing. It looks really fun, uh, according to the pictures. Playable with family and friends and more fun with groups between four to ten people. Ultimate LGBTQ party game for you and your drag queen friends. The Queer Agenda party game comes with 420 sassy cards. Giving. Know someone who loves unicorns, fairies, and a good laugh? The Queer Agenda 420 game cards is the perfect dramatic game for them. This bisexual-friendly card game will have them open up their most daring fantasy. Sobbing in public for attention or even subscribing to Grinder with this inappropriate gay gift. It says inappropriate gay gift. I mean, like, I don't know why how she didn't see this. Anyway, so that that looks like what the game was. And uh, Dr. Jen says, Noella, you can say you didn't know it was offensive. And then the talking head says, you are not understanding, Noella, that saying sorry and acting, just say sorry and act like you mean it, mean it. It will be okay. And Shannon keeps going, can I, can I, can I, can I, can I? Can it? Can it? Can it? Can it? Can it? No one's fucking listening to me. I'm gonna fucking yell. I'm gonna fucking yell. Fun, Shannon. And Heather says that was loud, Shannon Bedore. And Doctor Jen says, Shannon, you speak. And then Emily goes, You have the floor, Shannon Bedore. Um. And Shannon goes, Well, one of the things is inappropriate, you know, and I don't, I, you know, you know, it is inappropriate. Shannon doesn't even know what the fuck she says. We, we stopped the whole scene because Shannon was like, I want to talk. Noella says, I got your daughter a gift. I got shoelaces. I got her a shirt. Um, and then Noella goes, Oh, dare I not uh, harm your straight fragility? And Heather goes, My straight fragility? 
Apparently that's a thing now, Noella says. And Heather goes, I have a couple of gay children. Don't tell me I have straight fragility. And then Noella goes, I am a bisexual, biracial, liberal friggin' woman. That's not my name. Uh, that's not my name. That's not my name. My name my name is Noella. They call me bisexual. They call me biracial. They call me liberal friggin' woman. Not my name. Not my name. Um... And then she goes, who lives in Orange County? Don't you dare, don't you dare tell me I'm inappropriate. And Heather goes, no, no, no. And then Noella goes, don't you know, no, no me. And then Heather goes, I'm saying your gift was. And Noella says, I'm a bisexual giving your daughter who is a bisexual a gift. And Heather says, I'm assuming you didn't look at the cards. And she goes, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt, Noella. You should have read the cards. And then she goes, here, let me read you some of the cards. And th these are mainly bleeped out, but uh, this is what we gather. Here's here here's one, licking that pussy right. And Noelle goes, oh, my God. Beep, getting your ass eat. Boop. And then she goes, oh, my God. And then we get one that I have no idea. It's like having your bleep with the bleep with the bleep, 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 careless credenza. What? Like, bleep, 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 careless credenza. I'm guessing it's like humping on the careless credenza. I don't know. And Heather goes, yeah, I could go on and on. But she has her Jesuit young friend sitting around her, which I was like, oh, man, this is probably the night of their life playing this game. Talking ahead, um, Noella goes, if I knew that they said this, I mean, of course, but to use the word pornography, it's just the wrong word. It's like, no, I like, just accept fucking defeat. Just the wrong word. You're so lame. And Heather goes, when you buy a gift to a minor, I have four children of all different sexual orientations that I'm very proud of. So don't pull some card that I am not understanding. Now, this is where Heather does get annoying in any situation because now she's like leaning in for the kill of like, I will teach you a lesson. And Heather and uh, talking goes, this is what I'm worried about with Noella. She's so calculated. She has these things in her back pocket. You know, she has these things that she just throws out there. And uh, she goes, Noella, please let me finish. Noella rolls her eyes and uh, she goes, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Heather goes, okay, we're done. Next time we have Noella confronting Gina. Um, we have this thing where... Something about giving Emily's husband, Shane, a stack of vaginas. So I don't know if she gave Shane a deck of cards, too. We have Dr. Jen and Heather talking about Ryan. Then we have Ryan and Dr. Jen talking, and he just, like, they start talking. He's like, we'll do this another time. Thank you. That's enough. We'll And just gets up from the conversation. So you guys, we did it. Five podcasts this week, and we had such a good week, didn't we? We had Sophie on Monday. We had Luke Gulbrinson. We had Margaret Josephs from Jersey. Uh, we had Yolanda Fister. And today we had a recap. I, if you guys have listened to all of these, if you are a supporter of mine, thank you so flipping much. I doubt myself every day. And I really, really hope, I think this is going in the right direction, but I never, never know. So thank you to all the people that reach out. Thank you to all the people that leave reviews. Thank you to all the people that just go, Hey man, really love your stuff. It really does keep me going. It moves me more than you will ever know. And I hope you have the best weekend ever. I'm talking to you right there. 
you got Saturday and Sunday ahead of you and you might have some chores, but you're going to get those out of the way and then you're going to relax or you're going to play with your children or kiss your husband or kiss your wife or kiss your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. You're going to dance. You're going to listen to good music. You're going to watch something cool on TV. You might rewatch some Bravo shows. You might, uh, you know, eat some good food. You might make some good food. You might go out to like a restaurant. You might have a glass of wine or something stronger or maybe a truly or a lover boy or even just water. Water is good, right? Maybe a soda. You go to a movie if it's safe. Uh, I see there's like a snow storm happening. Maybe you throw some snowballs at strangers or something wild like that. Build a snowman. You have a great weekend ahead of you. And then what happens, we're going to see you bright and early on Monday for a pop culture round. Up, so we'll see where this weekend takes us. But we had a great week and we're really thankful for it, right? So I appreciate all of you guys that uh that are still here with me right now. And uh yeah, have the best weekend. Night guys. Betches.